You're listening to the God-Centered Mom Podcast with me, Heather McFadden. As the mom to four young boys, I know motherhood's hard, but sometimes I think I make it even harder than it needs to be. I'll worry about my needs being met or I'll spend so much energy trying to make my boys happy that I forget that if I would take my eyes off me and my eyes off my kids and keep my eyes on God, that those desires would grow strangely dim and their contentment would go up as I'm led by his spirit. I also forget that I'm surrounded by God. He is going before me in places that I'm fearful of. He is walking with me on the hard days and he's coming behind me, redeeming any mistake I made. So each week I'll interview a new guest and we'll discuss what it means to be a God-centered mom. Thanks for listening. Happy New Year. It's episode 53 of the God Center Mom podcast. Today is another family movie mom episode with my co-host Amanda White from oamanda.com. Amanda and I thought that uh, since the holidays are kind of behind us and yet we have one more weekend before kids go back to school, we'd talk about three movies you may go see this weekend with your kids um, and one that we really think you probably shouldn't. Now, as always... We're going to give our opinions. We saw these movies, but the final decision, of course, is up to you on whether these movies are a match for your family. We are going to talk about Into the Woods, Annie, and Night at the Museum 3. And we hope that y'all are not just entertained when you go and see these movies. You are educated and leave with great conversations to have with your kids. So without further ado, here we go. Hey, Amanda, here we are back again. Yay! Hey, Heather, how are you? Good, good. We just caught up um, on our, all of our Christmas vacation excursions, right? Yes. And I'm sure all y'all listening have had your own little adventures and family memory times. And lots of fun, lots of um, n- not lots of no to-do lists so that you can go to the movies. Right. That's why I've everything, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we saw a lot of movies. We saw ones even at home and... You know, that we hadn't seen when they were in the theater. And yeah, which wait, just real quick before we get into our movies, what is your guys' favorite Christmas movie to watch? Oh, okay. For cartoons, our favorite one is called The Very First Noel, and it's by Exclaim uh, Media, who does Boz the Bear, if you've ever seen that cartoon from the Christian bookstore. And you can't get it anymore because the people who bought it from Exclaim, like some big, huge company, they won't release it anymore and they won't sell it. And it is the best Christmas movie ever. It's voiced by, um, it's like a narrator, um, Andy Griffith. Oh, okay. And the whole thing is told in rhyme. So it's really funny, you know, to try to get the whole story into rhyme. There's some little funny parts to it. And it does have the wise men coming to the manger scene, but overall it's pretty, um, it's pretty good as far as sticking to the Bible, but it's, it's just so good. I love it. So high quality. That's well, probably that's our good. favorite cartoon. That's a nice Christian answer. I, I'm not. I'm not saying it is so good. A Christian I love it. Christmas movie. Imagine. Imagine. <laughs> Did you want me to say The Grinch with Jim Carrey? Would that yeah, that is. Better? That's what I was going for. And I, and really, at this point, it's over. So people have that's to true. remember by next year. That's true. That's true. But yeah, I mean, we watched a lot. I we even watched some old ones. And yeah. I remember two years ago, I found with my parents this, like, It Happened on Fifth Avenue movie. Oh, I don't even know that exactly. one. Exactly. It's great. And it's, Aww. 
Just, I love Christmas movies. I can watch all of them. We watch like Christmas and the Santa Claus. I love the Santa Miracle Claus. Miracle on 34th Street, up. the old one. Miracle yeah. Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah, it's my kids great. haven't seen that. Oh, it's great. But, yeah, they're all good. Yeah. Okay, so we watched lots of movies. We did go to the theater, and we're going to yeah. talk about three movies. One that Amanda saw that I did not see. One I saw Amanda didn't see. And one that we saw t- we both saw. We didn't see it together. We did not see it together. <laughs> at all. Um <laughs> But we did want to make the disclaimer right now that you know, just because we talk about a movie doesn't mean we're saying you should take every single one of your kids to see it. We talk about them so that you can decide for your family if it matches with your values. And um, a lot of times we go without our kids and we discover, wow, this is totally not for kids. We didn't think it was. And that's confirmed. So um, just putting that out there, right? Yes. Yes. So and every child is different. Every family is different. Exactly. Just because we say yes or no does not make that the gospel truth. Exactly. And you know your kids best. So you yes. decide. Um, all that to say, let's go with yours, Amanda, the very first one. Okay. Into so, the Woods. Can we sing? Yes. No. You can sing. No, you know it? I, I think it's like, <laughs> Into the Woods. Da, da. I don't know. I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> it's a musical, though. Yes, it's a musical. Okay, so I saw the previews, you know, a while ago, and I was like, oh, I love this. I can't wait to see it. It's like kind of like Once Upon a Time-ish where there's like several fairy tales entwined, and it's by Disney, and Glenn Close is in it, and Johnny Depp, and I'm like, you know, that's all my favorite things. And I, you'd never I, seen the musical on stage? Like no, you never I didn't saw even it know it was a musical. I uh, shared the um, preview on my Facebook page, and everyone was like, oh, I used, I've always loved this musical ever since I was little or whatever, and I'm like, I didn't even know that was a thing. So, you know, so I watched the previews and I even showed the previews to the kids because I thought that I might, that they might want to see it. Yeah. Um, but they were kind of like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't know. The, the, the witch, you know, is moving around in smoke and stuff. And so they, they weren't sure if they wanted to see it or not. So anyway, my husband and I went and saw it. And when it first started, you know, I, I liked it right away because it's exactly everything I just said. All these different fairy tales and you're like getting to meet Jack and the Beanstalk and Cinderella and, um, you know, whoever else is all in it. Everybody Rapunzel's in it. Um, and it's kind of funny. Like it's the, the lyrics are super creative and they're all singing on top of each other and really fun. And, um, you know, the costuming is really beautiful. And there, there were so many really fun things about it. And I would say probably about three quarters of the way into it. I liked the movie pretty much overall. And, you know, thought it was good. Not necessarily. I said to my husband during one time, I don't think Lydia would like this it's not that it was bad or anything but I just felt like it just seems too old like she I just don't think she would get everything that's going on it would be too hard for her to follow was it dark it looks dark in the previews like like the scenes all look really you know sometimes they'll cut previews so all of the dark scenes are in the preview yeah I don't think I I don't know I don't think it was like a dark movie and honestly like Glenn Close is the witch and she was kind of like the funniest person in it and she had okay. funny lines and so even though she was the scary witch she kind of wasn't scary she was kind of like a I like, don't know she goofy. was like a yeah she was definitely a mother gothel like from Tangled like that kind of scary like she's kind of silly scary I don't know mm. how to describe it mm. um but then about after that 3 quarters of the way through oh my word then I started doing like kicking my husband in the middle of the movie theater like our kids are totally not seeing this. I am not believing this right now. Um, and and were there the kids? Movie, were there kids in the theater? Yes, there was kids all over the place in yeah. the movie theater. Yeah. Um, and we saw it like did we see it the day after Christmas? I don't remember, but you know, clearly, it, regardless, everybody's off of school, so there's, yeah, there was kids everywhere. 
Um, well, there's a few different things. Okay, the first thing is the storylines follow more closely like the Grimm's fairy tales. And so those are scary. Yeah, they're, so they're you know, pretty yeah, they're pretty gruesome. Yeah, like in um Little Red Riding Hood, you know, the the woodcutter comes in and cuts open the wolf's stomach and gets little red out and gets the grandmother out and then fills him up with rocks and sews him back and kills him and all this. Yeah. Um so that happened where they cut open the wolf's stomach. I don't know, that's just kind of creepy. Yeah. And in Cinderella, um, the, the original one, the wicked stepsisters tried to cut their toes off Ugh. to get their shoes into the, okay. the slipper. And it was really gross. Yeah. And not only just gross, like, oh, they're cutting their feet off. They didn't show it or anything. But that you would be so, ugh, I don't know, whatever that word is, that you'd be so base to do something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just know, like, kids would be kind of like wow, what, you know, this is supposed to be Cinderella, like Gus Gus, like, and having all that is kind of like startling, I think. Yeah. I, that was not good. Yeah. And, and the Wicked Stepsisters were, of course, they were really gross, but like the first uh, scene, you see one of them and she's got like a mini skirt on with like fishnet hose. You're mm. like, hmm, that doesn't seem like a good idea. Mm. Um, but then the main, main thing was this one song and it's, um, the 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 main character guy he's a baker and so his wife is out in the woods and she runs into cinderella's prince like the um prince charming and you might have seen the previews he says they didn't raise me to be they raised me to be charming not sincere Mm. Um, and so he basically has an affair in the woods with the with the baker's wife oh my goodness and it's not clearly they're not having sex in the woods or anything but they're just kissing or whatever but and this whole time they're singing back and forth to each other because the complete news where they're singing everything. Yeah. But the song was just like, it, it's about like, oh, you know, this is wrong. No, it's right. Oh, is it wrong? It's, is it right? And, and going back and forth, like, stay here with me. No one has to know. We can just have this time together. I'm not quoting the lyrics, but just that whole idea of like, this is just us. And, um, and, and so is it like, like a relative truth? Like just whatever works for you is what's right. And there's no... Yeah. Who can tell us that this is wrong kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. And so there was this lady behind us, a mom, and she's so loud. She's like, this is not a kid's movie. <laughs> she's like telling her kids, do not look at this. Don't don't watch this. Turn mm-hmm. around. The kids are like, what? Mom, what's going on? They're like, this is, she's like, this is not a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. And then as the main character is continuing to sing, like the prince is finally gone now. And she's like, um, did I just kiss the prince and kiss him and kiss him? Is this right? Is this wrong? And she's the woman behind us is talking back to the screen. No, this isn't right. This is wrong. It's so bad. (laughs) So Um, it's not just like that. It's not for little kids and older kids would like it. Even for older kids, there's some questionable (laughs) value systems getting infiltrated. Yes. Finally, at the end of the song and granted, I don't know all the lyrics to it, but finally at the end of the song, she says something like, um, basically she's like why can't i have this and that why do i only you know why can't i only have either the prince in the woods or have my normal husband why can't i have both and and then she then she's like i got to get out of the woods or whatever it's like it's like she says i i know what to do now now that i've had an affair i know that i really want my husband what mm. that, that okay so you came to the quote right choice but by going through an affair, by going through the worst thing that you could do, that's not helpful to your marriage. It's mm-hmm. detrimental to your marriage, yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh, so I was just like, after that, it was like, they couldn't do anything right for me, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
And then the very last song, not the very last song, but the the main last song was the exact same idea. And I don't even know what it had to do with the movie um, as far as the storyline. But basically the whole last thing was, um, hold on, I got it right here. So they're saying, they're all kind of singing together. And she says, everyone can make mistakes. People make mistakes holding to their own, thinking their own, honor their mistakes. Everybody makes Fight mm-hmm. for their mistakes. One another's terrible mistakes. Witches can be right. Giants can be good. You decide what's right. You decide what's good. Mm. And then it said, just remember, someone's on your side. Where, while we're, I don't know, no one is alone. Someone's always on your side. I don't even know what that means. But that whole thing, the whole thing was just, you decide what is right. You decide what is good. I'm like, that is, I mean, that is the message of every story, of every modern movie and book or whatever. But oh, I hate that. And I hate that it's so blatant. If you decide what's right. That witch wasn't so bad. That giant wasn't so bad. It wasn't so bad to have an affair in the woods. You can keep your kid or don't keep your kid. Whatever you want to do, you decide what's good. Ugh. I just hate that. I hate that message. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So is there anything redeeming about the movie? Well, when, when Les and I left, I just kind of went like, ugh. Like, I couldn't even say anything. He walked, When we got to the door, he goes, oh, Amanda's going to rip this movie. And I'm like, well, no, I'm not going to say it was so terrible. But, yeah, there was, it was, I mean, just the things I said at the beginning. It had creative lyrics, and I loved all of the singing on top of each other. And the music was fun. And, you know, there was funny parts to it. And it was fairy tales. And, like, I liked all that part of it. But that last part was just too overwhelming for me. I just couldn't, I, I couldn't. What did it, what, what's so aggravated me about it is I assumed that it was a Disney fairy tale movie. And I mean, I knew it wasn't like written by Disney. I knew it was a musical before, but you know, if you, if you, like I went on Fandango yesterday and looked at the movie posters, it's like Night of the Museum, Annie and Into the Woods. And then, you know, some other movies, but if you look at those movie posters, it does not look like a dark, scary movie. It looks like a kid's movie. I know it's got Glenn Close as a witch, but there's nothing. And it's PG. It's rated PG. Right. The, the previews, like Paddington Bear was one of the previews and some other kids movie. I can't think of it right now, but something else that's a kids movie. That was the previews. I mean, yeah. they are marketing it towards families. We were at the Disney store today and it was playing on the big screen in the Disney store, the, the mm. preview. Mm. So like a normal person, and I'm including myself in that, would look at that, watch the previews. My daughter sat through the whole trailer of it, you know, when right. we watched it online and would think, well, it's Cinderella. It's Little Red Riding Hood. It's got two kids in it. Right. You know, it's appropriate. So that's what made me so aggravated about it. And I, I said, like, maybe if I was watching this as a play in a big theater by myself with my husband at eight o'clock at night, and it was only adults in the, the you know, in an actual theater watching the musical, maybe I wouldn't have been so offended by it. And then I was like, hopefully I would be offended by that. Yeah. <laughs> but, I don't, you know, maybe. I think what made me aggravated is knowing how many kids have probably already seen it. And hopefully parents are reacting the way that mom did behind me. Don't watch this part. This isn't for kids. This is inappropriate. Yeah. You know, so just the whole message was just, I'm just, I was not happy. And probably just your whole, like, you know, expectation being one thing and being bamboozled gave you a more of a bad taste. Like someone who knew it was a grim, you know, brother's, Thing, fairy tales and they knew it was a musical Sodom Sondheim yeah. musical and that maybe they would be like yeah. already have that expectation know it's an adult thing and be thankful that there's a PG movie for adults right 
Yeah. But if you're going yeah. at it the other way, fairy tales, kids, and this is totally not for kids. That's which yeah. I'm assuming. I'm not. You know, I I don't think I'm abnormal here. I'm assuming that a normal person would look at that trailer and be like, "Oh, that looks okay." Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. How I mean, how else are you supposed to know besides the trailer? And well, it's Christmas weekend. Like that's when cool family movies come out. You well, know? they might. You know, you may have already seen the other two, and you got one more left. That's PG. Let's just go. Because we were gonna go to a it's movie PG. today. We'd already seen the other two. So we were like, so I even asked you, I'm like, well, we were thinking about going to Into the Woods. Should we yeah. go see it? No, you said. So. <laughs> I know. I, I left you a 30-minute podcast on Voxer to tell you not to see it. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, let's, I, let's, let's move on I, to Annie. Yeah. I think I'll tell do me, Annie. Oh. Yeah, I'll tell you about Annie, and then we'll talk about yes, the one. Yes, because I really want to see it. Okay, well, hold on. First, can I just say about Annie? Yeah. I was... I was really bummed when I saw they were redoing it. Cause I'm like, seriously, do we have to redo every movie? Like yeah. they just redid whatever, some other kid, kids movie from our childhood. What was it? Um, Karate kid a little while ago. Yes. Like do they have to redo everything. Yeah. But then every time the music would come on, then I would be like, Oh, I want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, tell no. me, you know, I, I like the original, um, with my kids, the original, I think the Miss Hannigan gets a little bit questionable yeah. when she's in her lingerie and there's a, bathtub yeah. full of booze and then the, the, the ending scene where that she's climbing up the ladder and they're chasing her was really scary for my boys mm-hmm. so those two are missing from the new one which was nice right yeah like yeah. To, to not have that um i have heard feedback from people saying you know be careful because now that it's foster kids and there's adoption and there's a few lines in there that if if you are a, an adoptive parent and you have a child who's been adopted, it could be um, a tricky conversation to have afterwards. So yeah. it may raise up issues that, you know, I think you just have to gauge for your family. Your, how, because it's kind of negative, negative yeah, I mean, she, I think she's, I think she's four when her parents decide to put her in the foster system. And so that's older child, you know. I don't know. It just, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't have children that are adopted. My nephew is adopted. He went and saw it with us, but he's 21. So that's different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there was, I, I know people have talked about those issues. I think, and they've got, it's gotten a lot of bad reviews from like movie people. And I think I know why mm-hmm. it's, um, it's a little cheesy, right? Like if right. you look at the songs and um, it just, the idea of some of the thing, the, the sounds kind of come off cheesy. Right. If you're looking at it from a professionally done movie, I would say right. that it's not really well done. They don't build up some of the scenes like you don't. It's almost they assume you've seen the first one and right. they assume that you have all the emotional um, lead up. Connection. Yes. From the first one. Mm-hmm. And so they just jump into a scene and all right. of a sudden they're singing these songs that you know that then the emotion comes Mm -hmm. so you're kind of jumping in and out of intense moments but right i think they did a good job in creating emotion that wasn't in the first one like i think Mm -hmm. the little girl is really good at her part and you really love her i think the billionaire is a lot more believable in this day and age than the daddy warbucks You know, I don't think my kids even understand how that guy had money, but they get that a cell phone guy could have money, you know. Right. Um, And and I think that 
as far as topics to talk about, there's yeah. a, there's a really great song that's not in the original. Well, maybe it is. And I don't, I feel like I'm forgetting, but it, the way that it's done just struck me differently than in the first one. When, uh, Mr. Starks, that's Daddy Warbucks, Mr. Stacks, right. um, he, and then Grace, the girl that's his assistant, right. no, it's him, Miss Hannigan and, um, Annie. They all three mm-hmm. are singing a song of kind of like a moment of change. Miss Hannigan right. realizing she's made a mistake in helping to find these fake parents. Uh, Mr. Stack realizing he has truly fallen in love with this little girl. And it's not about right. making him look great. And he's he's a pretty big mm-hmm. jerk at the beginning. I mean, he's right. all about himself. And he definitely switches over. And you see that. And then... Annie, her whole drive, the whole movie is to find her parents. They leave a note mm-hmm. that they went to this Italian restaurant. And so she goes there every Friday night. She's just Aww. convinced. She's very positive little girl. Um, just super, super cute. And she's kind of realizing that is finding her parents the most important thing or has this relationship she's developed with Mr. Stax? Has that kind of replaced her need? Mm-hmm. So... I don't know. So that's a really great song sequence that mm-hmm. um, was good to talk to with my boys about how people can change and um, for the better. Uh, yeah, I'd say you know the Miss Hannigan, you know Cameron Diaz. She's was she good in it? She was good. It's she was really angry and yeah. I don't know. She seemed kind of annoying in the trailer. Yeah, I think if you're a little kid who hasn't an angry mom or even like if you're a little kid whose parents drink a lot, mm-hmm. that could be hard to watch. I don't know. Yeah. That could be hard to watch. Um, it's a different, like she's kind of her, her angst is more about um, how she was supposed to be. She was with CNC music factory and she got, <laughs> yeah, she got kind of left aside. And so it's this like always wanting to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she wanted to be famous and she wasn't. Um, so, I mean, there's little things like if you're talking about moral stuff, like I think there's an illusion, uh, he alludes that Miss Hannigan is a prostitute when she comes up to his window. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, there's the alcohol thing, but I think even with the alcohol thing, they tried to make it not look like it was alcohol because it was always in like a tall styrofoam cup, like from a fast food restaurant or when she goes, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, when she goes to a bar with the, the, um, guy helping Mr. Stax who comes up with the whole lie to trick Annie. Um, mm-hmm. She's at this like bar and, and she's drinking like a really bright blue drink. It doesn't look like alcohol. Right. Um, so I don't know if that was on purpose. But her clothes, yeah. she always dressed like she's hardly wearing any clothes. So there's that. Right. Um, but overall, like my kids really liked it. They liked the songs. They liked the story. I think it makes them appreciate mm-hmm. life. To see, like, right. not everybody has parents. <laughs> right. I mean, literally, like, I think in their mind, they don't, they just assume that. Well, yeah. Every yeah. every kid thinks that their norm is how every single, you know, yeah. family is. Yeah. Um. You know, they had to switch things up, foster versus orphanage. So, I think my boys and I, we talked about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the difference? Which I think is something, you know, an interesting conversation about 
switching homes all the time as a foster child and how she was just she's just ready to go like she assumes when she makes one mistake that she's out right so um yeah so but but overall so that was I mean there was nothing that you were raising your eyebrows about while you were watching it no I mean overall you kind of are like cheering at the end it's it's got a happy feel yes maybe it's not the best made movie in the history of the world and could they have Mm -hmm. made it less cheesy maybe but I think that these old movies can get away with stuff. Like I was even thinking like Miracle on 34th Street and like those kind of old like classic movies work or Bishop's Wife. Yeah. We watch Bishop's Wife. Um, yeah. It works because there was just a simpler time. And so breaking out into song just seems right. But like now Absolutely. we're kind of like, we're like too good for that. And so I don't know. Oh yeah. Sometimes we're too advanced and yeah. too grown up for that you're too grown up for that so it, it doesn't yep. come off as well but um I thought, yeah i thought you know and of course my kids think his house is super cool like the yeah and he lives totally alone like it's not like he has this big staff like daddy warbucks did like he doesn't yeah. even want people around yeah. because he just wants to be by himself so there's you know that right. and like the workaholic thing and yeah yeah i thought overall it was good oh well, we might have, yeah we might have to rent it then definitely not scary so yeah. Yes. Well, good. Yes. All right. So you saw Night at the Museum like an hour ago. Yes. We just got back. <laughs> yes. What do you think about that? I, I I mean, I don't, again, like what you just said, like it wasn't the best made movie in the whole wide world, but we've seen all of this. And yeah. I mean, I kind of, I like them. I yeah. think, you know, I like the creative, you know, like that's fun to think about the museum coming to life at night or whatever. And I can see how some, like my niece does not like them and she's like 10. She doesn't like him because that kind of creeps her out, like yeah. that those things could come to life. But my daughter is not scared by it, and she's the one that would be scared of things. Um, there was definitely um, uh, there was a, the tiniest bit, like maybe three words of you know that cuss words or whatever. But they were so like the cowboy said two of them, and so you could barely even understand what he was saying. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I mean, I barely noticed them, and my kids don't even really know those words, so they would not have even noticed. Yeah. Um, and there was no like girlfriend, boyfriend sexuality thing in it, really. Mm-mm. Was there? Mm-mm. I don't think so. Nobody, I think the oh, second oh, one. Yes. Oh, except for the main, except for the very end. Oh, the, um, yeah. The caveman oh. and the comedy girl. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of weird. But because it was so gross, like, it was um, so who would want to kiss the caveman? Yeah. No one that would be like, yeah. So that was kind of weird. But, um, yeah. And then the and then the other thing that I thought was kind of weird was um, just the whole conversation of the of Ben Stiller's little boy who's not a little boy anymore mm. wants to skip college and go be a DJ on an island off of Spain. Yeah. And at first he's like, "No, you're going to college, and that's what you're doing." And he's like, "No, this is what I want to do. I want to find myself and be free." Or who knows yeah. what he was saying. Yeah. And of course, by the end of the movie, then of course Ben Stiller's like, "Yeah, you need to live your own life. You need to do your own thing." Find your own place, your own heart, your own dream, all that. I did. I did not love that he came home to the party scene in his reaction. Yeah. Right. Do you remember that he comes home early Mm -hmm. from work because the whole debacle with the tablet going Mm -hmm. going nuts, and so he's home early, and he catches his son having like this huge party, and he like doesn't even really correct his son he's just kind of like everyone needs to leave Mm -hmm. like it wasn't a big deal yeah he says you're in so much trouble and you're cleaning this up 
about it. Yeah. I mean, it didn't even feel like, and I get you're not going to like yell at him and all this stuff, but he didn't even act surprised. Like what's going on? Like that was like a normal thing. And, um, the one thing that having boys that I did like, that I think they were trying to say, but I think our culture is doing it the wrong way mm-hmm. is there's this season where a boy needs to become a man and yeah. Jews celebrate it with the bar mitzvah. And I think in centuries past we did it. And what they tried to bring up with the night character yeah. is that you need to grow into becoming a man. And I think I see it, you know, with older boys, nephews of mine <laughs> that like there's mm-hmm. this, thing that they don't even realize they can be men. Right. So I don't know that he should be able to decide he shouldn't go to college as an 18-year-old, as a 21-year-old maybe, but I think that there was – I kind of would have liked them to say, yes, you need to make your own decisions and yes, you need to take ownership and yes, you could like protect people and save people and be brave mm-hmm. and strong. And you know, boys were going off to war, you, you know, right at that age. Oh no, yeah. Like, like, but, meaning if, it, it, but not just meaning, to go DJ and enjoy. I mean, that's not exactly. what being a man that is. Make you a man. No, right. that doesn't make doing whatever if, you if want the day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a really good point. Because all that stuff is true and it's not things that you, you see in movies. You're right. Like becoming a man and even that terminology because we would never say that being a man is something to aspire to because that's not even a, a thing anymore. Well, we don't even – in our sitcoms, the husbands are viewed as buffoons. So they Absolutely. can't make decisions and the wives are the ones organizing the home. And yeah. So why would – I just really li- – I know the night character was kind of the bad character – at one point, well, but yeah. not, he was kind of confused really. But I think yeah. his presence of just like being courageous and brave and what nights were like mm-hmm. just got me excited. I want my boys to study being a knight and a, a yeah. warrior like that's honoring to women and who fights for good and, and isn't. Says, this is the, this is the quest and this is what we're doing yeah. and I am going to take you there and this is the thing. Yes, this we're going to we focus on the quest, the quest, whether it's um, bringing about the kingdom of God or the quest, mm-hmm. you know, whatever God has given him as his plan for him. And, and then that probably God doesn't spend a lot of time in the Bible. I think none on personal mm-hmm. pleasure and joy. Like, it's not about like you just going off to an island to become a DJ. It's, no, I know. it's it, yeah. college is like. Let's prepare your mind for the things God has for you. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. God's will is not about, is your dream going to come true? Yeah. And your dream is to be a DJ or to get a new car or to be famous. We're talking about God's will for you is the big God dream that God has for you. And it yeah. could be something crazy like going somewhere and being somebody. But that, that's not they're, yeah. the, the way we see the way that media shows us is completely opposite of what God really has for us. Well, and if, I mean, okay, taking a year off between high school and college is not the conversation here because I've had, seen no, kids exactly. who go on mission trips or they do something that helps prepare them for whatever it is they're going to do. And sometimes it does provide That's perspective. Exactly right. But the conversation was he wanted to not go because he wanted to just go have fun. And I think right. what we've done is we've started adolescence, and I think I've said this a thousand times on the podcast, we've started adolescence earlier. So you're a nine-year-old mm-hmm. and you have a cell phone oh. and you're, you know, if you're a girl, you're 
wearing, you know, wearing makeup and looking like a 13 year old. And then we've yeah. prolonged it late and you're 35 and yeah. maybe you'll get married and maybe you'll have kids and maybe you'll finally settle down. Like, but you're probably still living with your parents and playing video games. And that yes. is not an exaggeration or a stereotype. No. That is exactly true. I just no. heard a statistic yesterday and I can't say it. Oh, it was on, um, Oh gosh, it was on a podcast. It's the girl who does goat milk stuff. Have you ever listened to her podcast? Oh, no, goat. I can't think of her name. She is like a homeschool mom of like eight, and they own okay. their own goat milk soap company, and all oh. the kids work in it. Okay. And so her podcast is all about like, um, you know, giving your kids good work work ethic and homeschooling. It's really interesting. Okay. Um, so she's talking to a guy about work ethic, and he said that we're in a time of crazy amount of people who still live with their parents that you would have never heard of and that not our parents generation but our grandparents generation would be appalled at the the eight the people who are living at home because they were off building their own companies and going to war and being fathers and husbands and mothers and wives when we're still living at home playing video games and being on our parents insurance you know well so here's here's my theory because i just had this conversation with my dad um I remember in college, my personal finance professor saying, okay, get it out of your head that when you get out of college, your home and your things are going to look just like your parents. Your right. parents took a while to get where they are. You start off, you may not have, you may have a used car. You may live in an apartment the size of a box. You may not have a yeah. cell phone. You may have a flip phone. I mean, you may, this is not but like. And I think I see it like people want to come straight out of college and be able to have the new car, the home. And they, right. Yeah. Because they, they, do. they don't want to waste, quote unquote, waste money, but they want to waste their parents' money. They don't want to waste their money. Right. They want to save up do. until they can have their parents' lives, but they are having their parents' lives on their parents' dollar. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, we and lived, life has progressed so quickly that, yeah. that, that you just have more stuff. I mean, our today, oh my gosh, Heather, when we went to the movies, there's an American Girl doll store at our mall. Oh, wow. And it's the first day of the year, which means that the new girl of the year doll is out. They have a new girl. You might not know anything about this. Since you have they send me the catalog. I think I'm not their target market, <laughs> but they send me the catalog. I can't wait so to see. New, I can't wait to see. So the new doll is out. What's her name? What's her name? Her name is Grace Thomas, and okay. she is going to Paris, and my daughter is in love with Paris, and so she was really excited about it. And she got some American Girl doll stuff that we were going to exchange that didn't fit her, and so we were going to go, you know, and she was really excited about it. And the line was so long that they were only letting, like, two people in at a time. I'm not saying, like, it was like, oh, there's 20 people in. I'm saying there was, like, 200 people no. in line surrounding the, in the like, the inner court of the mall, up and down, up and down, all the way around. I, I was just stood there and I said, I am flabbergasted right now. I said it like three times because my daughter finally said, you keep saying that. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't help it. I am flabbergasted right now. And I just, I felt, I felt sad. I love American Girls. Do not hear me saying that if you buy your kids mm. American Girls as you were doing too much. But I just felt like, who are all these 500 people that I'm seeing right now that are here at the crack of dawn to get their kid a new American girl. And they all had American girls in their arms. And they were only mm. there so they could get the new one. Mm. Right when they she came out the first second. I'm like, oh. how are our kids ever going to be normal? Because they always think they get the first thing the second it comes out. They always get the new phone. They always get the new iPad. They always get the new car. They always get the latest outfit. Oh, you need something else. You got to have these kind of boots and that color and this color. Always. And that is yeah. what our world is. I'm nervous because 
sad. Those are those are my son's future wives waiting in line for the new thing. <laughs> They're gonna have to work so hard to keep that budget going. Wow. And they're so expensive. It's like a hundred because we've already looked at the whole catalog. That doll's $120. One of her little furniture pieces is five hundred dollars. Wow. And I Lydia and I looked at each other and she was having a hard time because she's this is another po- a conversation, but she's um her birthday party this year, she's not gonna do presents. She's asking people to bring stuff for Operation Christmas Child and way she's to gonna go, pack a hundred shoe boxes. Yes. She's gonna to pack a hundred shoe boxes this year. Okay. Um and as she's looking through the catalog yesterday, she's like, literally, I could see the fight inside of her. Like, I'm not going to be able to get her because I'm going to be saving for Operation Christmas Child this year. Mm. And she's like, oh, I want that, mommy. But I'm not, I'm, I'm using my money for Operation Christmas Child this year. Mm. And I just, like, I wanted to say to her, I'll buy you that doll. But I don't want to buy it for her, you know? No. I want her to have it. But I don't want her to. And yeah. so it's just, it's, it's a hard thing. Because now... It is easy for us to buy stuff, not just me, but in general, our culture, we can just buy things and there's just so much of it. Yeah. And all that from Night at the Museum. (laughs) See what movies do. See what movies do. (laughs) Well, it was to me, it was an unexpected thing because I'm used to like those Night at the Museum movies bringing up my son's interest in certain time periods. Like they'll see a character and they're like, oh, I didn't know about that. And then we'll go look at that time period. I wasn't expecting to have a whole thought about a boy becoming a man and the whole night thing and the whole, but I agree with you. That was definitely an underlying and even, even the Egyptian son, right? Like being back with his parents. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess he, he went to go live with them (laughs) at the British Museum. (laughs) (laughs) He pitched his family. That was good. No, that was sweet. Yeah. Um, no, I liked it. I There was one moment, too, we haven't talked about, because there were two characters in the movie that actually passed away before the movie got released. Oh, yeah. Robin Williams sad. and Mickey Rooney. And um, two of my, you know, I've loved both of them. But the mm-hmm. scene at the very end where, you know, they know it's never going to happen again, or they think it's never going to happen yeah. again. And yeah. Robin Williams' character says, you know, look, the sun is rising. Yeah. It was just this moment that I was like, Oh, I just, I just, you know, I met Robin Williams once. I got his autograph. It was right I after church. You me that. Okay, yeah. so I'm like, well, maybe, maybe he believed in God. Maybe he believed in Jesus. I just would love, like, it just made me think, like, all these people that we love that are gone, the mm-hmm. sun will rise, literally, S O N, will rise oh, one and- day and we will all be together. But I don't know. I mean, I, you know, that's a whole theological conversation. Yeah. I just really was like, oh, you know, Robin, I don't know if the I sun's going to rise for you. But, um, yeah, yeah, I just. I know. It was it was one of those, like, I forgot that he passed away until that right. exact moment. And we right. were talking about these wax figures coming to life and not being alive and being alive. And it's like, oh, no, this guy's no longer alive. Like, yeah, I, I thought not that a, same thing. Yeah. It's like, very poignant. kind of like a, it's almost a weird thing. Like that would be his last movie. I'm assuming that was the last movie that he did. Yeah, and it you was know? that scene. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, yeah, that was that was a poignant part. And the boys know who Robin Williams is. They know he's passed away. Like yeah. So they were asking questions. How was he in the movie? And so then we talked about how movies are made so far in advance. And yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. So would you recommend that one for people to see or not? Yeah, 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, again, it wasn't like the most entertaining. I didn't laugh like 30 minutes or anything. But for a decent kids movie that you're not going to have to cover your kids' eyes, yeah, I'd recommend it. We liked the cameos, like the Hugh Jackman. They thought that was funny. Yes, yes, that and, was funny. Yeah, yeah, there was. I mean, there was some funny scenes. I like. I I liked it. I think it, it I remember. Like, I think I remember laughing. I, we liked the the caveman. We thought he was yeah, funny. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, just some like silly humor. Yeah, just silly, he but kisses not. Kisses the monkey and. Yeah. yeah. Owen Wilson and that guy are always funny as those little miniature people. They yes. crack me up. Yes. Every time he says gigantor, whatever he calls them, that makes me laugh. Yes. Um, yeah, I liked it. My kids liked it. We got we went to one of the movie theaters with the reclining seats. And so, like, you know, it wouldn't matter what we saw. We've been watching a documentary about something. It was so fun. You could just, like, push the button and it goes back and forth. So fun. <laughs> Well, I I think overall it was, it was, it was a good, um, good flick, good way to end, especially if you've seen the series. Yeah. Yeah. I've liked all those movies. I mean, I think the first one is the best just because you're being introduced to that whole thing for the first time. And oh, and I didn't know Dick Van Dyke was even going to be in it. Mickey Rooney. Like, so when, when they, when he was dancing and they're showing Dick Van Dyke dancing, I'm like, oh my gosh, Dick Van Dyke is in this. Yes. I love him. Love him. That yeah. kind of made me happy. I love him too. He's so funny. I, I, when I was homeschooled, like our lunch break, we watched I Love Lucy and the Dick Van Dyke Show every day. Yeah. For years. I love Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. Big fan. Big now, fan. Now, Dick Van Dyke Show, there's a big difference. They used to sleep in separate beds. Oh, totally. So I Love Lucy too. <laughs> I know. The twin Isn't that beds. Crazy? Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a good show. Well, thanks, Amanda, for being available yeah. and chatting with me about movies. And, I hope uh, it was helpful to everyone. I like to hear what people have to say. And I literally do feel like I needed to tell everyone, don't see Into the Woods. Yeah. Not even adults like on a date night. Do you think? I don't. Yeah. Last night I left feeling like, ugh, you know. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Yeah. I think that I want to see Unbroken if we have a date night. I want to see that. I want to see that too. That looks good. Yeah. That was that was. We a were, few movies I feel like I see, but now I can't remember them. So well, we were gonna go last night. We had a babysitter just last minute say, "Hey, do you need a sitter for New Year's Eve?" And we were like, "Uh, <laughs> that seems magical." So sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, time. You know, they have all movies at like seven and then ten. Right. Who wants to go at ten? I can't stay up that late. Well, we were planning to stay up till midnight, right? But if you go to a movie at ten, that's two hours. You miss you miss the midnight, like. That's true. You're going to be counting down in the middle of the movie, and maybe he's in the the concentr- the camp, and that's not a really fun that's way to right? start the new year. So no, not really. Yeah. So we were like, well, we we won't see it tonight. Yeah. But yes, I want to see that, and uh, yeah, a few other ones that look good. I know I can't remember any of them right now, but hey, oh, hmm. over the break, I saw with my brother. If y'all want to see a movie that's on Netflix, um, Ragamuffin. Did you ever see yeah. that? Uh-oh. It's the story of Rich. It? It's the Rich Mullins story. Oh, like wow! The life of Rich yeah. Mullins. Yeah, yeah. And there's Was se- it a good quality movie. I mean, you know, it's okay. Okay, but yeah. it, it's it's good. Like in content, like I didn't know anything about Rich Mullins beyond his music, and so yeah. I didn't realize what a tortured musician's yeah. soul he had. And um, yeah. He, I know I knew a little bit of that, yeah. Okay, well, he has scenes with uh, Brendan Manning mm-hmm. where they talk about Grace and just kind of helping him, like, reconcile with his father. And, Interesting. I don't know. It's on Netflix, which is always 
nice to have a Netflix yeah. option. Yeah, we haven't done Netflix yet. Oh, well. You know, the new VeggieTales is on Netflix. Have you guys watched that yet? No, the eyes scare us too much. Yeah? Yeah, we'll have to yeah, check it out. it's a little scary. We'll have you to check, to check it, out. it out just to see. So you yeah. can have an opinion. Yeah, so <laughs> I have an opinion, which I'm short on. I need to get some more. <laughs> you need some more opinions. I need some more opinions. <laughs> About media. Oh, my stars. Oh, my stars. Well, uh, you have a great New Year's and a thank you, fabulous 2015 of Family Movie Moms. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see what movies we watch this year. Yes. Woo-hoo! Yes. Yes. All right. All right. Bye. Adios. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God-Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to GodCenteredMom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and he is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love, and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.